0: Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was and these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you wanna see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and also write out uh, why you like the show, you know? Does it help you? Has, ha- have you had a better experience in the dating world? Let people know. So that way, uh, we can get other dudes in here. You know, like, like well, let's help other guys. Let's spread the word a little bit. Um, at the time of this recording, I just launched my Patreon. So if you guys really want to support the show, if you guys get a lot of value out of it out of it, but you also want you know more, uh, you can get that now by checking out my Patreon uh, link is in the description, or you can go to patreon.com slash come on man pod. And uh, there's three tiers available. There's a basic tier uh, that gives you access to uh, my private discord server, uh, where you know, you have a community of like guys. Uh, that's what I want to build up anyway. Uh community of guys that are dedicated to being better versions of themselves. And you know the not only are you supporting the show, but you know, adding that paywall there sort of makes people have a little skin in the game. It makes them, uh, it, it sort of filters out the people that are are just trying to get free advice, and they're not going to listen anyway. Like this is for people that really want to do the work, and they're willing to invest a little bit in it, so that you know they're investing in themselves, really, and they're supporting the show at the same time. Uh, I will also be posting. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog breathing over there, but. <laughs> Uh, I will also be posting. Um, are you? Are you okay? Jesus, <laughs> poor baby. She's always in here, but she's not always making a lot of noise. But this time she is. Um, anyway, so I will be posting vlogs, uh, dating relationship updates, purpose updates, like my personal stuff. I will be telling you what I'm doing personally, like how my life is going. These are these are things that I used to post in the Three Percent Man Facebook group all the time, but uh, I will make that available to community members as well. The second tier, I will be doing uh, monthly group video calls. So we'll have Zoom calls like this, and we'll actually you'll actually be able to talk with me. You know, it's not going to be like one of those live things on TikTok or Instagram where I'm talking and you're just writing out questions, and I'm like, what the f- the fuck are they saying? And then I'm trying to answer questions that people are typing. like I, I hate that. I'd rather just sit down and talk to people. And I've made it a small group of ten people, so that way, you know we can actually have a conversation. If you have too many people, it, it gets ridiculous, and um, you can't actually have a good conversation, a good q and a. Uh, where people can, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. And then people that are like really serious, uh, I'm making one-on-one video calls available as well. So check that out on Patreon. All right. This week is the first solo podcast that I've done in like two years. The last solo one I recorded, I actually never published. So this is interesting for me, and and I, and I thought about it because I was following this podcast creator who said that you should do more solo episodes. people want to hear your thoughts. so I was like, okay, well shit, I haven't done it. I've just been doing uh God, what's up with this i've I've just been doing uh, interviews for like the last two years, and um, I really like interviews. I, I like picking people's brains, but uh, but yeah, I haven't really done um, a solo episode. My dog is like dying over here. <laughs> I haven't done a, a solo episode in a long time. And um, I figured this would be a good, a good topic to discuss. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about my weight loss experience over the, uh, you know, in my past and also what I'm currently doing, my current program. And I will bring you that right after this. It's only a kick, Pressure. a jump, a block. Hey you, I'm going to make this real quick. I know you hate ads. If you like this show, if you love this podcast, if you think more men should tune in, then you should consider joining my Patreon. You will be supporting the show, and I get to help more men level up their lives. There's now five tiers available, starting as low as $5 a month. It's like buying me a beer, and each tier gives you better bonuses. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod to sign up. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. One last time. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Help me help more men level up and be better with women. All right, guys, let's get started with this. Um, One thing too, I'm recording this in the middle of the day. So like I've got my dog here, like hacking up along and breathing heavy. And then I've got the neighbor's dog like Barking over there too. so if you hear any of that stuff, I apologize, but this is the only time I have to record this and then what is up with this stray here here? This is really killing me. ah uh, anyway kind <laughs> of a mess today. All right guys let's let's get to the topic though before you guys tune out. Um, so I want to talk about my original weight loss story. So when I got divorced back in uh, 20, uh, 2014, uh, that year, I just I floundered on the dating circuit, right? And you guys have heard this before. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for any period of time, you guys you guys know the story, right? Like, I basically got divorced. I found myself back on the dating circuit. I hadn't dated in like fifteen years. Um, I was married for fourteen years, and like a lot of dudes, I let myself go. Um there were times, that uh, through that marriage that I would lose the weight, but I would gain it all back. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But by the time we got divorced, I was at the heaviest I've ever been, which was about 230 pounds. And um, I'm, I'm only like 5'9". Oh, Paul, you don't pass the six-foot test. Fuck you. I, I'm, I'm about 5'9", five, 5'10 five, on a tall day. <laughs> and so at 230 pounds, I mean, I look pretty poorly. You know what I mean? I, I did not look my best. And so, you know, I don't care what anybody says, uh, looks matter when it comes to women. And if you are out of shape, um, I mean, it really, it it impacts your confidence and it just, you know, women say they like dad bods, this bullshit. Like I, I struggled. Okay. Like I, I had a hard time on the dating circuit. It, It took me about 11 months. I went on, I don't know, maybe I I didn't even go on that many dates. I, I couldn't even get that many dates to be honest. Um, but it took me about 11 months to finally find a girl, um, that was willing to go out with me that, you know, had a lot of interest and we ended up hooking up and I immediately jumped into that relationship. Right. And so that was like the end of 2014 uh, going into 2015, and so she and I were we dated for that whole next year, the whole 2015. And, and during that time, I was exercising a little bit because I did want to lose some weight, but I just I wasn't really being serious about it. I mean, I'd go for runs, but the the furthest I would run was about a mile and a half because when I was in the Navy, that was all that was required, you know. So I was like, oh, if it's good enough for the Navy, that's it's good enough for me. And I, I never ran farther than that. And the funny thing is, this chick she used to do 5k runs for fun. And man, that was, that was so like exciting for me. I was like, wow, you're, you're a serious runner. Like you do 5 k's! like, Oh my God. Like, and if if you guys don't know what a 5k is, it's, it's about three miles (laughs) is, you know, and, and for people that don't run, that might seem like a lot, but three miles is like the minimum, right? And so she, she was always wanting me to do a five K and I was always adamant that I would never do a five K. I hated running and stuff. And I only did it because I was trying to lose weight and that wasn't working for me. So she eventually convinced me to do a five K run. I thought I was going to die. And like, this was, you know, coming up maybe mid, mid 2015. Um, but we get to the end of 2015 and I finally decided that like, I had enough. I, I I did not like the way I looked in the mirror. I, I, you know, I just get up in the morning, look in the mirror, see like my beer gut and just be like, man, you're a fat fuck dude. (laughs) You know, I'd fat shame myself. And I was like this, I, I just did not like the way I looked. I was not impressed. And, and I was like, I'm going to do something about it. So I made a New Year's resolution for 2016, and uh, you know, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and break them. I'm not one of those people. So I made that a New Year's resolution, and what I decided to do because I I'd lost weight before by counting calories. I knew what I had to do. I just needed to commit to it. So I committed to being, you know, basically getting serious about losing weight. And, uh, one of the, one of the reasons why I say like I committed to getting serious was I said, I was, I was going to start counting my calories and I was going to work out no matter what. Right. So I'm, I'm, I was going to work out at least Monday through Friday. Um, and I was at the very minimum going to at least go for a run, you know, and also the big thing was, uh, if i was going to go on vacation or you know the thing is like i work remotely for my my day job and my parent company uh was in california so i would have to periodically fly out there and um so i, I said you know if i have to go out for work i'm still gonna work out i'm still gonna get up in the morning and 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 if i didn't have any time i'd at least make time for for a morning run if you know, otherwise, I would make time to to do whatever my workout routine was. And the reason why I specifically say that was because going back to me losing weight when I was married, uh, and i and I blame it on my wife, but really, it was me, right? Like you can. Like, I hold myself accountable for this, but we would go on like vacations, right? Like, I would get into a point, I'd get into a groove where I'd lose weight. I'd be working out like Monday through Friday, I'd be counting calories, and I was in good shape. And then all it took was us going on a vacation. So she would say, Hey, let's go visit my aunt in San Francisco for the week. And I'd go up there, and she would say, you don't need to work out we're on vacation why don't you take a break and i'd be like yeah 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 why not and so i take a break for that week and that week would turn into two weeks it would turn into two months it would turn into two years and next thing you know i was a fat fuck again and i had to start all over so this time around i was like i can't do that i if i'm going on vacation i have to make time for working out if it's a workout day and so i made a commitment to do that um you know, Jocko Willink. Uh, he's he wrote a really good book called uh, "Extreme Ownership," and uh, it's an outstanding book. It's it's really about taking ownership for everything in your life. Uh, he he put out a video one time talking about how discipline is freedom. Uh, so look that up on YouTube. But it's he has a really great message there, and it's basically that you know a lot of people work out when they're motivated to work out they're looking for people to motivate them. The thing about motivation is it's a feeling, it's fleeting. It It comes and goes, right? Like you might get up in the morning and feel like shit and like, you're not really motivated to work out. So you don't, but if you're disciplined, like if you tell yourself like, look, I don't care if I'm feeling like shit, I'm going to work out. I have to work out. This is what I do then you're going to do it, whether you're feeling like shit or not, right? So you have to develop that discipline and commitment with yourself to say, I'm going to fucking do this. Well, so that's what I did, right? I I developed that discipline and that commitment uh, to say that I was going to do it, no excuses. In fact, a couple of months ago, I had COVID. I came down with COVID. I felt like shit for about three days. And during those three days, even though I felt like shit, I still went for my morning runs because I'm trying to train for Tough Mudder, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, I'm, so I went out, I I didn't run as fast as I could, but I went out and still did it. I felt like shit the whole time, probably shouldn't have done it, but I fucking did it because I'm, I'm dedicated, like no excuses, right? Like I'm that crazy. Maybe you don't need to go to that level, but if you're really disciplined, you will. So I made that commitment. And then, um, I also decided I was going to go back to calories in calories out. And, and, and personally, like I'm not doing that right now. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but calories in calories out is literally the fucking easiest way to lose weight. Right. And, uh, it, it seems difficult. It seems tedious, but if you, if it, when it really comes down to it, it's, it's easy as hell. And, and I'll explain why. So, um, with calories in and calories out, you can literally eat pretty much whatever you want, right? You don't necessarily have to restrict the foods that you eat. Right. Cause a lot of the time, like people get on like keto or they go vegan or, you know, they go on some kind of juice cleanse or whatever. And like, no, that, I mean, some of it's sustainable. If you like doing it, I'll talk about that more, but, um, for a lot of people, that kind of, that kind of restrictive diet is not sustainable long-term. You know. So the best thing about calories in, calories out is you can still eat pretty much anything you want as long as you account for the calories right, in your day. And what tends to happen naturally over time is you just start making better decisions on your own. Right. So for instance, you start realizing that, you know, how many calories are in a donut? Like, okay, one donut is like, I don't know, 500 to a thousand calories, depending on what kind of donut it is. Like that's like this. So you're like, okay, I'm going to eat this one donut for breakfast in the morning. And I'm going to be hungry 20 minutes later because it's really not that filling. Or I can eat this apple that's the same size and it's only 80 calories. You know, So you start making these decisions like, okay, I'm going to eat this. It's going to make me feel more full longer. It still tastes good. And it's a better calorie option than this. And then you just start cutting out some of this shit out of your life that is no good. Um, another thing too, is you start realizing how many calories are in everything, right? So um, I had Jack Napier on, I'm going to talk about Jack here in a little bit too, but Jack Napier, he's a, he's a, YouTube creator. He's also a personal fitness guy. He's been on the podcast. Great dude. He's from uh, the Netherlands, so he wears wooden shoes. <laughs> but um, you know, he he and I talked about this when he was on the podcast. But but there's so many calories in liquid drinks that you wouldn't even realize it, right? Um, like you'll see here in these episodes, I drink soda, but I'm always drinking zero calorie soda, right? Because zero calorie and zero carb you know? Um, so I like Coke zero stuff like that. This isn't like necessarily an endorsement, but I drink zero calorie stuff and I drink zero sugar stuff. And I basically cut out sugar as much as I can from my diet because sugar is the fucking worst. You know, I think sugar, they put sugar in everything. Ever since they created the food pyramid and they started telling people to cut fats out of their life, they replaced all those fats with sugar. So, uh, Cause everything, if you cut all the fat out of everything, it's, uh, it tastes like shit. So they had to replace that with something. So they put in a lot of fructose or, you know, high fructose corn syrup and stuff like that. That's all basically sugar and your body just stores it as fat in your, in your body. Right. And so a lot of these soft drinks, a lot of like regular sodas, um, they have sugar in it, and they—they're just chock full of calories. Beer has a has a, like a, a like if you get a, a good beer, right? Like a amber or a red or something like that. Like you're looking at 160 calories per bottle, right? Per glass, um, that's a lot. That adds up, especially if you're doing like a six pack at the end of the workday. I mean that that shit adds up quick, right? So you really start cutting out those types of things. You start cutting out calories. You don't drink your calories. Um, if you're drinking stuff, you're drinking water or, or zero calorie stuff or like uh, crystal light, that's only like five calories, right? Like low calorie drinks, you cut out juice. Like people think that juice is healthy, like orange juice and or stuff like that. Juice is basically pure fruit sugar. It's just pure sugar. There's a lot of calories in it. So you start cutting that stuff out. But um, another thing, too, is if, even if you're one of those people that likes to eat like boxed foods or prepackaged foods, if they have a, a, a scanning bar, You can use tools, right? So you can use uh, apps like I used to use MyFitnessPal all the time, and you could literally just scan the food item and account for the calories for that meal, and that made things just so much easier. You, you, the sad thing is, you end up like eating uh, foods that have barcodes because it's just easier, Um, and then you start making a lot of meals and creating your own recipes in the app so that you know roughly how many calories you're eating for for the foods that you eat all the time. Uh, Also, if you go to restaurants, right? Because a lot of times you don't know how many calories things are in restaurants. Uh, If you go to pretty much any major chain restaurant, you can look up the dishes in there and and account for those calories. So when you go out, you can account for stuff. Um, And also if you go to a small restaurant, like a small mom and pop shop, Um, what I recommend for that is looking up a big chain restaurant and see if they have a similar type meal and just go with that. It's all, you know, best guess anyway, it's all sort of, you know, a guesstimate it's not exact anyway, but as long as you're within the ballpark, you're fine. Um, and then the, another app that I would use is my fitness pal. So when I would exercise, you know, go for my runs, you know, go to the gym, whatever it would account for the calories I was burning. And when you're heavier, uh, the more you work out, the more calories you burn, the more you can eat. So it's kind of like a, a reward for yourself. So if you do want to have a donut and you know how many calories that is, you just need to make sure that you're burning that many calories in the gym or running to account for it and you can have it. It's really cool. The The only problem comes down to when you start getting slimmer, right? Like I would say like uh, under 100 you know, 199 pounds, 195 pounds ish. It starts, uh, the, the, the burning, the extra calories doesn't, it just doesn't help anymore. And what you really have to focus on is staying with under your calorie limit for the day. Um, and that's another thing, Map my fitness will ask you like your age, your height, your weight, and your gender, and will spit out, uh, what they, you know, oh, and also your fitness level, right? Like, do you, to uh sit at an office all day or are you on your feet all day that kind of stuff and they basically give you an estimated daily calorie count and they ask you how many calories you want to lose every or how many pounds you want to lose every week and with that they they calculate okay this is what your you know uh what do, what do they call that like uh, basal metabolic rate or something like that but basically this is your your base calories for not doing shit all day this is what your body needs, so you need to eat this many calories, which is less than that, in order to create a calorie deficit and lose weight. And so they calculate that for you, and they tell you how many calories you have to stay under. It just it just makes it so much easier. Okay, so that's what I did. I did that um, starting in 2016, and I went from 230 pounds um, all the way down, and, and I and I this was over. You know, a period of like a year or so, but I went all the way down to 175 pounds. I lost all that weight just uh exercising and counting my calories. That simple. Um, and I was also in that in a committed relationship at that time. I was with that that chick that took pity on my fat ass. But let's talk about what I did for, for working out. For the most part, I, I stuck to running. And then uh, at home, I had a total gym, basically, you know, like the Chuck Norris total gym. Um, although I had the knockoff version of that. I had a, uh, the Weeder Total Body Works 5000 because it was like way cheaper. My ex-wife had bought it for me years ago. It's a great little home gym, um, and basically uses your body weight with a cable pulley system and you can change the elevation on it. Uh, and so that you can increase resistance depending on the exercise and you can literally work your whole body on one of these things. So it's, it's a pretty good machine. Uh, maybe not as good as like a full on gym with free weights and stuff like that, but it'll do the job. And the cool thing about it for you, bachelors that are living in a single bedroom, uh, know single bedroom apartment or even a studio apartment is it folds down and can slide under your bed so that's why i i originally had it. i originally asked my ex-wife for that because at the time we lived in a one-bedroom apartment so we would slide it under my bed and when i wanted to work out i'd slide it out slide it out to the front room and do my workouts and then put it away uh and i had that i had that thing for years so that was pretty much it. I would run, you know, like five days a week. And, and on top of that, I'd do total gym. I'd also take my, my dog for a walk. Um, she used to like to go on two miles, two mile walks. She's, she's an old girl now. She's, uh, she's coming up on 15 now, I think. So she doesn't like to go on walks too much anymore, but she used to like to go on two mile walks. So on top of my running on top of my total gym, and I would do these two mile walks and, um, all of that combined, I was able to lose all that weight. So, I got to the point in the in the four years that I was dating that gal, and I was doing this. I was staying committed, no matter what. I was working out. Um, I got to the point where I would, I, I I knew how to lose weight. I knew how to do it. It wasn't hard. I um so I I would get to the point where I would like I want to test something out. So so I would. Uh, I would get to it in my idea or in my head, like I'm going to, I'm going to pack on muscle. I'm going to pack on muscle this time. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to swole. And so it, it and I've noticed this, I figured it out this year that uh, it's basically every two years I, I, I try to bulk up and I just can't stand the, the fat that I put on. Right. Like, <laughs> cause this is what, do, what do they say? Right. They say that if you want to, bulk up, you have to eat more and lift more, right? You got to lift heavy and eat more. So what I always end up doing is just like go off the calorie counting and just start pigging out. And um, I do lift heavier and I start concentrating more on lifting heavier. But uh, I think my problem is that uh, what they, you know, a a nurse chick, my girlfriend, she's uh, getting ready for a, for a bodybuilding competition. She's, she's a bodybuilder she's got a personal trainer. And what, what the personal trainer basically says is like, when you want to pack on the muscle, but not gain a lot of weight is you essentially need to eat the same shit that you eat normally, but you need to just slightly increase those calories. (laughs) And I, I just go full retard and get fat. And, uh, the thing is like, it's so easy for me to get fat genetic wise, right? Like my mom's side of the family, it blessed their hearts, they are some fat fucks, you know, they are like, you know, type two diabetes, fat people. And I have that gene. So like, I mean, if I even look at like a plate of pasta, I gain three pounds, you know? So for me, if I'm not still counting those calories and just slightly increasing that, uh, I, I just, I just pack on a lot of fat, especially in the midsection. It's really bad. And so, about every two years, I will do that. But I I never let myself get to a point where it's too hard to lose weight. So, um, last year, if you guys have been following me for a long time, you guys know that I was training for marathons last year. And so, pretty much all year last year, I was, um, you know, I was I was training for marathons. I was running. You could see in my videos, like in July and in August is something like that I was getting real real trim because I mean I was running. On the weekends, like you know, sixteen miles and stuff as a training run and stuff like that. So I was doing a shitload of running, and besides, and then I was also running like every other day throughout the week. so i was I was getting real thin. and so after the the marathon, I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna take a break from running, my feet fucking hurt, <laughs> my, my knees hurt. I'm gonna take a break from that, but i'm I'm gonna still work out because i'm I've committed to doing that. I've talked about that already. But i'm just going to lift weights and i'm going to lift heavy and i'm going to eat a lot and just say fuck it with the diet and stuff and so that's what i did and between uh november which is when the uh, marathon was so between november and january like i put on like i put on like 20 pounds (laughs) like what i mean some of it was you know i put on some muscle but a lot of it was like fat in the fat region so in january when january rolled around i was like Man, I was I was like 210 pounds. And so when I got up to 210, like that's my limit. Like I'm like, I, I don't I do not want to get above 210, uh, especially if I'm starting to look chubby. And so I got up to 210 and I was like, well, I'm going to do tough mutter this year, so I'm gonna start losing weight. So I I for for about like a month in January, I went back to calories in, calories out, but my problem with that. Actually, you know what? Let me take, let me, let me take a step back. Well, well, first let me tell you what it is. So my problem with calories in, calories out is although I think it's the easiest, like you feel hungry a lot. You know, I mean you do get used to it, but it's hard to get into because you do feel hungry a lot. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um the next thing I want to talk about is uh, oh. <laughs> Man, it's hard doing a single podcast, man. Um, so anyway, let's, let's let's go back to where uh, I like to. Every two years, I like to do this. I finally, I always end up going back to being slim because I, I look better slim, right? After I broke up with that gal um, that I dated for four years in 2019, I was slim, and I was able to get dates because I, I just I feel like that I look better when I'm I'm trim, right? And so like I said, about 170 is like my my ideal weight. And, uh, but like I said, every two years, I get this idea, like i want to pack on muscle and I just get fat. So I, d- I told nurse chick that, uh, in 2023, when I start coming up with this grand scheme to, to fucking pack on muscle again, to just, to say, no, you don't do it. <laughs> like hold me accountable. Don't do it because you don't fucking like it. You like yourself, like you like the way you look when you're, when you're slim. So, uh, she's going to hold me to that. Um let's talk about fitness for a little bit and then we'll get back to to diets here in, in 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 a little bit. Um so let's talk about fitness. So I've said this before. Uh I've put out videos about this, but there's really only four exercises you exercises you need to be in decent shape and to work your whole body, right? So you have uh you have your push-ups, right? And your push-ups they work your your shoulders, they work your your pectorals. Uh, they work your triceps, right? You have uh, pull ups or chin ups, and those work your lats, your back, and your biceps for the most part, your rear and your rear shoulders. And then uh, you have sit ups, uh, crunches, stuff like that that works your core, your abs. And then you have running, right? Those are the only four you need. Uh, there's a, a really good article that was written years ago on uh, the Return of Kings. And um, they, you know, they talk about that, right? There's a, there's a lot of guys that want to look like Brad Pitt from fight club. Uh, you know, the real, the real slender guy that's, that's cut, right. That means like low body fat. This, these four exercises will make you look like Brad Pitt from fight club. They'll get you that kind of physique and that's all you need. And if you think about it, like those are the really, really the only exercises the, the U S military uses. Um, for our PRT, when I was in the Navy, it was, it was just pushups, sit-ups and running. And like I said, mile and a half run. Um, I think Marine Corps, you also have to do pull-ups and chin-ups or something. Uh, <laughs> air force. I, I think they have an exercise bike. <laughs> I don't know, but those are, those are just like the four exercises and they pretty much hit your whole body. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like running, um, Jack Napier, I mentioned him already. He's not a fan of running. So he recommends squats. So you can do like just body weight squats or single leg squats too, if you don't want to do running and that, that, that'll work your legs. But those are really the four exercises, right? And they'll pretty much hit your whole body. You won't get like totally ripped or totally built with it, but you'll, you'll get cut doing that. So that's all you need. Um, if you don't know how to do any of that stuff, which sur- shocks me, right? Like I, I, when I was in high school, we had a full-on weight training class, and like we we learned how to exercise. And besides that, I was in martial arts growing up. Uh, you know, we did calisthenic workouts all the time. We did you know push ups and stretching and you know sit ups and crunches and and all that kind of shit. So it just blows my mind that people don't know how to do simple exercises, and so. To keep things simple for you guys that don't really want to work out, um, start there. Start with the four exercises, and again, it's push-ups, uh, pull-ups, sit-ups, and running. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, and for pull-ups, pull-ups is like w- actually one of the hardest exercises to do. There's guys that go to the gym; they're they're fucking built. You know, they work out all the time. They can't do a pull-up because like pulling up your body weight is is not as easy as it sounds. Um, So to to get yourself built up for that, there's two ways of doing it. You can do uh, what's called, uh, what do they call it? Negative negative, uh, resistance um, training, where you basically pull yourself up, right? You get on a chair and you get to the pull-up position and just hang there and try to hold it for like 10 seconds and then slowly let yourself down, right? Doing that over time will start building up your lat muscles and your back muscles and your biceps so that you can actually do uh, a pull-up on your own. Um, And then once you get to, you know, try to get up to at least 10 reps of of pull-ups or or chin-ups. That's one way of doing it. Another thing is you can go on Amazon, and buy resistance bands and they make them in different sizes and you can get like, you know, the thick bands all the way down to the low bands. And that's what I recommend doing. And you hook the the bands up to the pull-up bar and put it under your knee. And it basically assists your body weight, right? It lessens the amount of body weight you have when you're doing a pull-up. And so you do that and, and try to work your way up to 10, 10 reps uh, with the, with the thickest band. And then once you can do that, uh, without problem, then go down to the next band and then the next lower band and the next lower band until finally you don't have any bands and you're doing it with just your body weight. Like that's another way of doing it. But, uh, one of the best things about, about pull-ups, right. That guys don't realize is that that builds that V taper. And that V taper is one of those, biological cues that women are looking at in men, like for attraction, they want that V-shaped body and that's how you get it. That's how you get that V-shape taper is with, uh, with pull-ups essentially. And also working on your shoulders. But like I said, push-ups will help with that. So those are the four basic exercises you need to get in decent shape. Uh, there's plenty of other exercises out there. Uh, you know, there's lots of, you know, barbell exercises and, and, and fucking, you know, chest, like, like, uh, bench presses and shit like that. All that stuff is gravy. That's all gravy. This these are the four basics that you need. Um, at the very minimum, let's say, let's say that you are 300 pounds right now. Okay. Maybe you're a 300 pound guy running's not an option for you. Okay. Like you'll give yourself a heart attack with that much weight. Um, it'll be hard on your knees. It'll be hard on your feet. It's just not a good idea for you to start off running. Uh, if you're 300 pounds, trying to do a pull up, like like a, a door jam pull up bar, won't support your weight with something like that. So, what I recommend if you're a heavy set guy and you're just starting out, go for a walk, bare minimum. Go for a walk. Try to do like if you're if you're that heavy, 300 pounds, you know, a mile walk might be hard. So work up to that, but try to at least go for a mile walk every day. Okay. Uh, But that's bare minimum. All right. Uh, For other guys out there, I would recommend trying to add walking to your day-to-day life as much as possible, right? That's just extra calories on top of whatever you're doing in the gym, whatever you're doing running wise, if you're doing running at all. Um, But bare minimum, walk more. That will help you lose more weight. Okay. Um, But let's, let's continue talking about exercises. Uh, So like I I talked about the four main exercises you need to be in decent shape. And, you know, if you wanted to, you could, you could have that Brad Pitt body, uh, you know, from fight club, but what is your goal? Like, what if your goal isn't to be slim and trim, like, like Brad Pitt from fight club, right? Like what if you wanted to bulk up. Okay. Well, if you wanted to bulk up and actually put on muscle, like I said, uh, what they say, like I told you, I'm, I suck at this, but this is what they say, right? You want to lift heavy weights and eat more. Um, and and like I said, like um, Nurse Chick's trainer says, you the smart way of doing it, it's not the way I've been trying to do it, but the smart way of doing it <coughs> is to eat the, the healthy foods that you would normally eat and just slightly add more calories to that right? Because you're gonna need more calories if you want to if you want to grow. If you want to grow, you want to add more calories. So just do slightly more there's more people on the internet that know way more about this so you know look, uh, follow Jack Napier. he knows more about it than I do. Um, you know, Elliot Hulse, he's a good guy he's been on the podcast. Uh, you know, follow fitness experts that know more about bulking than I do, but that's the gist of it, right? Lift heavier and eat more, but just do it smarter than I've, I've tried it. You also want to do little to no cardio from what I understand. Uh, cardio is anaerobic and like, or anabolic, was it? No, meta. Anyway, it, it, it makes it so that you don't grow as fast. <laughs> I'm not sure what the word is. Uh, but you want to be anabolic. That's the right word to actually build muscle. So uh, you, if you guys know the right word, it, what's the opposite of anabolic? Um, metabolic? Is that right? I don't know. Put it in the comments. Um, you guys that know more than me, put it in the comments. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with, with the wording, uh, but cardio will cause you not to build muscle as fast. So you want to limit your cardio if you're trying to to get bulky. Um, if you want to slim down, now I do know a lot about this. <laughs> I do know a lot about this, right? You want to, you definitely don't want to just do cardio. Um, I'm not a fan of just cardio. Otherwise you end up with like a skinny fat type body. So you do want to do exercises. Now you can just do calisthenics. Like I said, the four exercises, uh, you know, pushups, pull-ups, uh, you know, setups and running. Um, or if you want to go to the gym, you pretty much want to do lower weights and higher reps. So like when you're bulking, you want to do like eight to 10 reps of, of heavy weight. Right. And you want to do three sets of that. Right. Or you can do like five by fives. I found that I could lift heavier if I did five by fives. So that was five reps of like the heaviest fucking weight I could do at five reps. And I would do five sets of that. Um, so that's good for bulking. But if you wanted to, to, Slim down. You want to do like 20 reps, right? So you want to do like five, three to five sets of like 20 reps. So whatever lower weight you can do 20 reps at, and then burn out at 20. That's what you want to do for for sort of slimming down and getting cut. Um, you also want to add cardio in. So you can do running. Running is my favorite because I just I like going outside. To me, running just uh, it lets me clear my head. It's, it's just good for me mentally, but a lot of people don't like running. So you can, you know, go for a bike ride. You can do an exercise bike. You could do an elliptical machine, but you want to add cardio in and you want to do hard cardio so that you're, you're actually built, you know, actually sweating, right? You want to do it hard enough that you're, you're actually building up a sweat. What are you doing puppy? Come here, you baby you want to actually be sweating, right? Um, I, I say walking, you want to add walking in, but walking oftentimes, uh, unless you're like a 300 pound guy, won't really make you sweat that much. Uh, but running, biking, treadmills, you know, stuff like that, that'll make you sweat. Um, you can also do circuit training. So circuit training, if you're not familiar with it, is uh, weightlifting, but with very few breaks in between, so you go from, you know, one exercise to the next exercise to the next exercise, and you're doing that in, you know, maybe a thirty minute period, but without the breaks, it's, it starts you start burning a lot of calories during that, you start burning a lot of fat during that, so it's almost like cardio but with weights. Um, you can use that to to slim down as well. Uh, so let's talk about my current goal and plan. So we've already we've talked a lot so far about you know basic exercises, how to slim down, uh the concept of bulking. <laughs> um we've talked about calories in, calories out, but what I'm doing now is uh I'm on carnivore, right? I'm doing the carnivore diet. Uh I found several years ago that I really like the keto diet. Uh, if you're not familiar with keto, keto is short for ketogenic diet. Basically what it is, is it's a very low carb diet. And um, the idea of a ketogenic diet is that your your body tends to, like when you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, if you're not burning them with all this exercise, your body starts storing them as fat like I said, sugar is probably like the number one cause of obesity in the, in, 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 the world. And, um, and it's really just a very simple carbohydrate, but all carbohydrates, if you eat like a white potato, essentially your body breaks them down into sugars and stores it as fat. Okay. So <clears throat> the idea of a ketogenic diet is you really limit all those carbs, like no breads, no potatoes, no pastas, no rice you know, no starches really. You can't have certain, you can't have fruits because fruits have too much sugar. Um, you can't have certain vegetables, right? Like root vegetables, like carrots, they have a shitload of carbs in them. So you can't have the, any of that stuff. You can't have sweet potatoes. Um, you're basically limited to, you can't have corn. Corn has a fuck ton of sugar in it. If you didn't know, where do you think corn syrup comes from? Uh, but you, you You can't have any of those things. You basically are limited to like leafy green vegetables. You can have like a cup of berries uh, a day, something like that. You can have uh, tomato, even though it's a fruit, but in limited quantities. Uh, You can have peppers and stuff like that. Uh, So you can have those types of vegetables, which are good. And then otherwise, you can have like meat, eggs, cheese uh, stuff like that. You're basically what you're doing with keto is you're replacing carbohydrates with fat. Your body will burn fat for fuel. And the cool thing about this process is that, uh, think of a carbohydrate, like, like kindling on a fire, right? Like you're trying to get your fire going. It burns up quickly, but it doesn't last long. That's why when you eat a donut, you're, you're hungry, like 20 minutes later, because your body burns that shit quick and then you crash. But fat is kind of like a big log on the fire. It takes a long time to burn that down. It's more efficient. So once your body gets into ketosis, that's where the name comes from, ketosis, it's, it stops trying to burn carbohydrates as fuel and starts burning fats as fuel. So your body becomes fat efficient. Right, so your body starts burning fat as fuel, and that includes your body fat, your stored body fat. So that's why people lose a lot of weight on ketogenic diets. Um, there's a lot of studies out there, and I and I recommend that you you check out these studies. But you know, a lot of people are afraid of this because they've been told for the last 50 years or something that fat is bad for you but there's, there's new studies that show that like LDL cholesterol is not a good marker of health, uh, that fat does not cause, uh, fat does not cause you to be fat. It also doesn't cause like heart diseases and stuff like that. And a lot of the, a lot of people that get on ketogenic diets, um, get off all their medications. It solves a lot of problems. It, it, uh, there's a, there's a really good documentary called the magic pill talks about people getting put on ketogenic diet, helping kids with, um, uh, what is it? Uh, epilepsy, I think, I think epilepsy go watch the movie. Don't take my word for it, but, uh, it definitely helps like type two diabetes. It'll absolutely cure type two diabetes. Um, People with Alzheimer's have seen uh, seen remarkable improvements uh, by being on ketogenic diets. There's all sorts of benefits. Uh, so, like I said, go watch the magic pill. There's a there's two documentaries. One's called Fat and one's called Fat Two. Great documentaries. Uh, they they talk about all the studies and stuff like that. And then also like why uh, the government you know created the food pyramid. Uh, it's all based on a guy named uh, Keys. Who came up with the, the the lipid hypothesis? So basically, he's the guy who said fat makes you fat and fat causes heart attacks, right? And what he did was he created what's called the the seven country study, and what he did was he he studied seven countries and said all these countries have people eating a lot of fat and they all have high, uh, you know, the high instances of of heart disease. But the thing is, is he actually studied a ton of different countries and he cherry picked the seven countries to prove his hypothesis, but there's all these other countries that showed quite the opposite. So, I mean, look at the Inuits, right? The Inuits have lived off for centuries, have lived off of nothing, but like whale blubber and shit, right? So just meat and fat, that's all they've ever had. And they do just fine. They have no, no heart problems. So do, do your own research, but those documentaries are great. Uh, so those are some of the benefits of a ketogenic diet. Um, but like I said, I, I've switched over to carnivore because uh, even though keto is great, I really wanted to to crash down uh, for my goal, my Tough Mudder goal, which I'll get to. And carnivore is like keto, but on steroids. Like all you can eat are meat-based products, essentially, right? You can have steak, you can have like chicken, you got fish, you got eggs. Uh, some cheeses are okay. Uh, you can't have milk. Milk actually has a shitload of sugar in it. Uh, lactose is is a sugar. So it's got a lot of carbs. There's a lot of carbs in milk, but you can have like heavy whipping cream, uh, stuff like that. So basically animal-based products and that's it. So I've been doing that and I've actually lost quite a bit of weight. We'll talk about that here in a minute, uh, but I have experienced some problems. With carnivores. So I'm not a big fan of it. I'm still doing it until I I hit my goal for tough mutter. But um some problems I've experienced. Uh I recently went and had a physical at my doctor's office and I had a scare because they did they did a, they took a blood sample and the next day the doctor calls me back and well the doctor's assistant calls me back and she says, uh, the doctor says that your LDL, the bad cholesterol, that's what they call bad cholesterol. It's bullshit. Um plenty of it on the, plenty of information on the internet about it, but this scared the shit out of me until I knew this, but she's like, your LDL, your bad cholesterol is the highest he's ever seen. We want to put you on a statin drug immediately. And I said, I'll pass on that because there's all sorts of problems with statin drugs. Um, a lot of things that you'll see in in these documentaries that I told you about, uh, they, they talk about it. But a thing about statin drugs is like, yeah, they'll lower your cholesterol, but then they cause all these other problems. There's all these side effects with statins. And so these side effects are known side effects. So you go to your doctor and you're like, well, yeah, I'm I'm having this symptom now, doc. And he's like, oh, that's a known side effect. Here's another prescription to take care of that. Next thing you know, you've got like 20 prescriptions that you're taking all because of the statin drug when in reality, you never needed it in the first place. So- like I said before, LDL being high is not a concern. What's a concern is your triglyceride levels. If you um, ask your if your doctor says you have high LDL and you're on keto or carnivore, ask them how what your triglycerides look like. Um, you want uh, at my age, you want them below 150. And mine were at 85, so my triglycerides are low. So LDL is not a problem. And on top of that, if you're losing weight, you're going to have higher LDLs. So it's bullshit. Don't let that scare you. Um, But I had that scare and I had to do a lot of research on it and to calm myself down and also to give myself some peace of mind that I made the right choice about not getting on a statin drug. Another thing I'm not happy to talk about, but um, I was starting to have some symptoms of cloudy head, so I was being really for like ditzy, like, you know, airheaded. I couldn't remember shit. My daughter was getting really frustrated with me. Um, and I also started noticing some problems with erectile dysfunction. Okay. I don't want, like, I hate to admit it uh, on public podcasts, but if it helps uh, uh, one of you guys out or, uh, you know, a bunch of you guys out, this is great. I started noticing that I was having a harder time getting it up. Um, you know nurse trick, nurse chick uh bless her heart she is a an absolute horn dog and she wants she wants sex all the time she's gonna listen to this she actually listens to the podcast she's gonna listen to this all the time I haven't really talked to her about this but she's gonna hear it here um and even though like like I really find her super attractive like she just she looks so great uh without any clothes on let me tell you like she really turns me on and uh I was it was like a struggle getting it up, you know. Um, It would get up eventually, but it I mean it took a lot of work, took a lot of foreplay, took a lot of work, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I'm not even that old. What is going on? So I started really trying to figure it out. I absolutely did not want to get on the little blue pill. Uh, I I didn't think I needed it. You know, I've had guys on the podcast talking about erectile dysfunction all the time, so like I knew that that's not always the answer, right? Like if you're in your, like, if you're over 50, that, that might be the answer for you, you know, but if you're under 50, it's probably something else. And so really looking into it, what I found out is with these, you know, really low carb diets is you need, like you, you tend to have a mineral deficiency and, uh, namely you have a deficiency in zinc and you have a deficiency in, um, uh, magnesium and zinc especially is important for, you know, good erections and stuff like that. So I, I decided to uh, go and get some uh, zinc supplements, zinc, magnesium. Um, also, if you, uh, if you, if you do more research on this, you find that if you're, if you have too much zinc, that uh, you start getting uh, deficient in like other minerals, like copper and stuff like that. So I would say like, get, this is what I did. I got a zinc supplement, I got a magnesium supplement. And then I also went ahead and got just like a, and you know, an all around mineral supplement. So that I, it would cover every, all the other minerals too. Um, and then I went ahead and also got D3, vitamin D3, because D3 is supposed to help uh, with your testosterone level. Cause not only was I having a problem with, with, uh, getting it up, I was having a, like I was having a libido problem. Like I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't like as horny as I normally was, you know? So I was like, what the fuck is going on? I found out it's a mineral deficiency, started taking these minerals and back to normal, right back to normal, no problems. So if you're having a, a, the same problem, even if you're not on a ketogenic diet, uh, Try supplementing like zinc and magnesium, um, and in within a couple of days, you'll probably start noticing a big difference. So uh, that was one thing I noticed being on carnivore. Um, I never, I never really experienced that just being on keto because, you know, if you're eating like, you know, broccoli and you know leafy green vegetables and stuff like that, you're getting a lot of the minerals that you need, but with uh, carnivore you're only eating meat <laughs> you're only eating meat and fat and that's basically it it's very restrictive i don't recommend doing carnivore long term um i'm really just doing this to hit my goal weight and then i'm going back to keto but to me keto is is a very sustainable diet like like i love it i love the foods on keto i can do i could probably do keto forever um you know fun fact Brock Lesnar uh, the WWE uh, champion or former WWE champion and uh, UFC champion. He's been doing he's been doing keto for the last eight years. Dude is a fucking brick shit house. So if you're worried about keto being unhealthy, like Brock Lesnar does it. Um, another thing that I've recently started doing. It's sort of like intermittent fasting uh, intermittent fasting is supposed to be really good all around because, uh, restricting how much you eat throughout the day, not only like limits your calories, but it also helps your body regulate your hormone levels better. It also is supposed to increase your testosterone. So I've switched, uh, within the last couple of weeks to OMAD or one meal a day. Uh, I'm mainly doing it, not necessarily to boost testosterone or, or get my, uh, get my, Hormones in check, I'm really doing it because it's a super easy way to restrict my calories without having to count calories because it does, it can get tedious, you know, to do that. So um, I've gotten to the point where I'm just eating dinner uh, at night and, um, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, a snack or so right after that. But, but really that's it. I've, I've got like a very small eating window. The rest of the day, I'm just, you know, drinking zero calorie sodas to, to not think about being hungry. And it's been working well. Um, let's talk about Tough Mudder though. I've mentioned that several times. So when I was getting ready to do Tough Mudder, uh, Jack Napier reached out to me. Like I said, he's a personal trainer. Uh, I consider him a friend, but one of the things that he said was, he's like, Hey man, if you, you know, need any information, like I'm here for you and stuff like that. And so I told him what my plan was, you know, I was going to, uh, do a lot of, uh, calisthenic workouts and, 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 uh, work on monkey rings and monkey bars. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And also, you know, more running. And he said, well, you know, if you're, if you're doing body weight obstacles, what would make things easier is to really lose weight you know, because the, the less you weigh, the easier the body weight exercises would be. So I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. So that's why I decided to, to hop on, on carnivore to really drive my weight down for this competition so that, you know, when I'm doing, you know, monkey rings and, and, and holding by myself up by my hands and stuff like that, it, it is a little bit easier. And I've noticed over the last two months of training that it has gotten easier. So, uh, like I said, so part of this training for Tough Mudder, I'm doing a lot of calisthenic workouts. So I'm not going to the gym. I'm not lifting, uh, you know, I'm not using workout machines and stuff like that. I'm doing body weight exercises because during the course I'm going to be like in the mud crawling around. So I'm doing like, you know, these monkey crawl type exercises. Uh, I'm getting my body weight calisthenic type muscles used to that type of activity is really what I'm trying to do. And then I've also bumped up my runs from, I normally run about five miles a day. Like that's what I like to do, uh, four to five miles. i bumped up my runs to full on 10K runs. So I'm running six miles. So I I run Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, six miles. Um, On Wednesdays is, is a run club. So I'm a part of a local runners club and they only like to run about you know, three to four miles uh, in an evening, the rest of the time they're, they just want to like drink beer and, you know, have social hour. So in the morning I'll run three miles uh, just a quick short run. And then when I meet up for run club, I'll do three or four more miles on top of that. So some nights I'm doing seven miles uh, for the total for the day. That's another thing too. um, I didn't talk about, but with your exercising, if you can, like if you work remotely, like I do, you can split up your workouts throughout the day. You don't have to do like sit down and work out for an hour straight. You can do, let's say you want to do, uh, you know, three sets of 10 or three sets of like a hundred pushups. Let's say that three sets of a hundred pushups in a day. You can sit here and do one set of a hundred pushups, go back to work, go back to work for an hour, do some meetings and stuff like that. Then after your meetings are over, do a hundred push-ups. Okay, do some more meetings. Take take the dog for a walk or whatever. Come back, do another hundred push-ups. Guess what? You just did three sets of a hundred push-ups. It doesn't have to be all at once. Your body doesn't care. Fun fact: I learned that in college. Um. <laughs> okay, so uh, lots of calisthenics, ten k runs, uh, monkey rings. Um, if you guys watch my TikToks at all, you've seen me playing around on my monkey rings. I haven't done monkey rings since I was like fucking 10 years old. Okay. It's so easy when you're a kid It's fucking hard when you're 42 years old. Um, so in my carport, I hung, I hung up monkey rings, bought some on Amazon, bought some chain, hung them up and I practiced going back and forth between them. It was fucking hard at first. Finally got it down. I can go back in between them pretty easily now. Um, it's still kind of strenuous, but I can do it. Um, the last couple of weeks, at the time of this recording, I've gone up to my son's middle school. at At, at the middle school, they have a playground, but it's designed like a American Ninja Warrior type obstacle playground. So they have a bunch of like cool obstacles there. Pretty much none of them uh, are like what I'm going to experience on the on the Tough Mudder, except for they have a set of monkey ring or monkey bars. And then on the outside of the monkey bars, they have these little knobs that you get, you got to traverse. So at Tough Butter, one of the obstacles, and this is really what I'm trying to train for because I haven't done any of this shit, but uh, they call it the gauntlet. And I have to, I have to walk up a a two by four, basically balance beam, walk over a a, a balance beam, go across monkey rings Then I have to, uh, there's like a a place where I have to shimmy across like like a two by four board. And then in between that, and there's another two by four board I have to get to, they have knobs that I have to monkey across. So the school has monkey bars where they have these knobs out there. I think these ones are bigger than the ones at the course, but that's all I have to train with. So I've been going up there at night and I do the monkey uh, across the the knobs, and then I also monkey across the monkey bars itself. I put out a TikTok video about it, and I've got that down. Like that, that's fucking easy for me. So, um, I mean, I fucked my hand up. If you can see here, I fucked my hand up. I put out a video about it. The first time I did it, I did it without gloves because uh, every time I wear gloves on the rings, like my hands slip. I can't get a good grip. So I've been just trying to toughen up my hands. And when I went and did the monkey bars, like all my skin fucking ripped off here. It's gross. Uh, it's getting better now. Uh, but I've got to do, I got to put gloves on. Um, I got to find a decent pair of gloves for the competition, but I can do the monkey bars with the gloves. Uh, I, I'm going to have to try it again here with the rings though. Uh, but yeah, everything else at the course. It, it looks pretty, pretty easy to do. Like they have a wall that you can climb up, but they, they, they have a rope that you can sort of help yourself up with. Um, and then they have people at the top to help you get over. They have a couple of walls that, you know, like I, they're, they're not that high. I think they're like, they might be six feet tall, but there's uh techniques to get over those walls. I don't think those are going to be that hard. Uh, they have like an ice plunge. I got to go into, um, like I think in the mid, like the end of July, it's gonna be hot as fuck. Uh, this is out in Aurora, Colorado. It's gonna be hot as hell out there, so I, I think that's actually gonna feel good. Um, I've got to crawl under barbed wire through mud. That's not gonna be a big deal. So really, the monkey rings and stuff is gonna be the hardest part. Running, I got that down. You know, I run all the time. So everything else, I think, is is not gonna be that big of a deal. Uh, the real challenge for me is gonna be these monkey bars and monkey rings. Um, So my goal weight for Tough Mudder, uh, I set a goal weight of 180 pounds. I started when I, when I started training, I was 200 pounds. So I basically have to lose 20 pounds before Tough Mudder. Um, I stepped on the scale yesterday and I weighed 186 pounds. So I have six pounds to go still, but I've, I've been able to lose all that weight so far uh just you know like i said with carnivore um omad and then and then my exercising and stuff like that i've cut out alcohol alcohol has a lot of calories although fun fact with keto if you want to if you want to drink alcohol uh keto's the diet for you because you can drink whiskey and um and you can mix it with zero calorie soda if you want um but or you can just drink straight whiskey or you can have vodka uh you can't have any of those flavored alcohols but those two have no carbs, no carbs. And carbs is the name of the game with keto. So knock yourself out with the whiskey, but uh, it still adds calories. So I've cut out alcohol just to completely reduce those calories. And um, I've, I've been able to get down to 186 pounds, six more pounds to go. And then um, I want to get back to 170 pounds by the end of summer, which at this rate I can easily do. So, uh, but once I hit 180 pounds, I plan to go back to keto, uh, just because, like I said, I have the the mineral stuff. I think I'm still going to supplement the minerals, but, uh, yeah, the carnivore is just too, it's too restrictive. I'm not that big of a fan of it. So I'm going to go back to keto, but I think I'm going to stick with OMAD, uh, you know, at least till the end of summer. And then by the time I get to 170 pounds, I'm doing OMAD. I'm I'm probably going to be so fucking used to it that it's, I'm just going to stick with that, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'm also going to, you know, really keep track of of my body weight and stuff like that. Um, one other thing I want to talk about too is uh, like I talked about MyFitnessPal and Matt my Fitness and and pretty much everyone has a smartphone these days. So those are two apps to get. Um... For Christmas, I went ahead and got a Fitbit. And I love this thing because I can track my workouts directly from the watch. Uh the problem is that it doesn't quite work that well with Map My Fitness or My Fitness Pal. Like it has an integration, but it doesn't, doesn't tell them what cal- how many calories you burned. It's which sucks. So uh, but they have they have their own app. So the 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 Fitbit app does it all. Like I can count calories in there if I want, but I'm doing OMAD, so I don't need to do that. It's automatically restricting my calories, but it does track my, uh, I can put my weight loss in there and keep track of that, keep track of my body per- fat percentage. Um, I got a, a scale that measures uh, body fat percentage along with my weight and, and stuff like that, just through my feet, it's pretty amazing. Uh, so I can track all that with the, the the Fitbit app and all that stuff, is it's all in one. Which is handy. Uh, (laughs) After I bought the damn Fitbit, though, they started putting out these fucking ads with this like gay dude on a fucking stripper pole. And I'm just like, that's completely unnecessary. Like, why, why did they do that? It makes me wish I didn't get a Fitbit. It makes me wish I went and got a Garmin or something like that, Um, which a lot of the people at my run club, they have Garmin watches. So I think when this shits the bed, I'm going to switch over to that just because I mean, like, I don't, I don't like, not that there's anything wrong with gay people or whatever. It's just, I don't like companies that uh, virtue signal and shove that shit down my throat. Like I, I, it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary, you know? So uh, they're pushing an agenda, not, you know, that that's my, my real problem with it. I don't like companies that push an agenda. So Uh, that's my only problem with Fitbit. Otherwise it's a, it's a good app. Good, good, good watch. That's pretty much it. So hopefully you guys uh, got something out of it. You know, hopefully you guys got some value about losing weight. Maybe you're struggling with it. maybe you're a new, you're new to it, uh, and you want some information. Uh, I've given you the basics. You can take this episode and and run with it and and um and on your own, lose a bunch of weight, get back in the game uh, women do appreciate a guy that takes care of himself. It it shows, it shows value. You know, um, it shows that you, 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 you care about yourself. Uh, you care about the way you look and that you have discipline and stuff like that. Just that kind of activity alone, like women are attracted to that shit. So at the very least do the four exercises and count your calories and get back in shape for the love of God. Um, <laughs> I may suck at bulking, but I know a lot about how to lose weight and in basic fitness. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, don't forget to support the show by checking out my Patreon. Um, my page is uh, patreon.com/slash come on man pod for access to my private community live group zoom calls or even a one-on-one zoom call. All that plus some other goodies. So check that out. That's all I have for this week, guys. We'll catch you next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now go out and get it.